At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. this thing on i can never get enough <laughs> um, i just built so i got stuff flying over the room <laughs> what the heck's going on the devil's fighting this evening turn that down i got music blaring in my ears i'm overweight i got, <laughs> can't okay. breathe jeez okay i think we're set there <laughs> i don't know if i can there's Miss. I didn't know if I could hear anybody else. I thought I was deaf for a minute. <laughs> they just argued with themselves, Jeez. which is not that normal. He's just screaming into the microphone, not caring if anybody else is saying anything. That's exactly right. We have a very, very weird setup tonight because we got, uh, well, first of all, John Sparks is in the studio with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's back, yo. He's well, well. Got a piece in fans that you found out that you had. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I think those are like Bigfoot. We're not even sure they exist. But. <laughs> Especially is where I'm concerned. So, oh, man. John's in studio. Missy's on location. Where are you at, Miss? Baghdad we or something? <laughs> Pretty close. Um, we're in New Jersey. Oh, that's yeah, it's the same thing. Bad yeah. dad, New Jersey. Yeah, I mean it's hell. <laughs> it's all the same place. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we are uh, close to the beach. Um, and uh, well, then, my nostril hairs are burning from my son taking a Mondo Duke in his diaper. He's uh, he's really giving it to you, huh? Yep, six minutes away from the hotel, and uh, my nostrils are burning. Well, good. My parenting, <laughs> my parenting's done. I've taught him how to do that. <laughs> so did did you finish pooping in the middle of the floor? Yes, I did. Oh, you're talking to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, she she is just about in Baghdad. She got sand. She got the sun. She got the smell of. <laughs> Seriously, my son is grunting in my ear. <laughs> He's like, <"Aah." laughs> 
Watch. I do like that joke though. That um, oh, from church. That boy at church. Oh, now he's laughing and smiling. What, he said, "I turned." He said, "I turned. Um, I'm not a magician, but I turned a back rub into two kids and a mortgage." Yes, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> For good. <laughs> and now, what a wonderful yeah, time to introduce John Hopkins. How you doing, John? Speaking of two kids in the mortgage. peanut gallery. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, John? Yeah. What's going to be with you? Yeah, and your oh, family. Oh man, just a lot of a lot of work recently. Uh, so I stopped working at Property Pros. Uh, I don't know; it would have been after the last time I was on. I think. Yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, yeah, you so I stopped working money, there. And, <laughs> no, I don't make much. I make a lot less money now. <laughs> but. Yeah, so kind of went into the full-time youth ministry thing with mm. Youth for Christ. And, Good. Uh, yeah. So, and Reese just had uh, another surgery on Tuesday, so we're hoping that this will help with his seizures more. So, yeah, ah. crazy life. Like yeah, two dude. weeks ago, was it, I think it was last week or the week before last, I worked like 30 or 40 hours at Youth for Christ and like 30 hours at Property Pros. And then did youth group and yeah, so crazy busy. It, it's probably even though it's busy, it's probably uh, kind of fulfilling though, right? I mean, I've noticed that lately myself. Like, there's times I'm like I'm freaking tired, but if I'm staying busy, it still feels good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, staying up till two o'clock in the morning putting a floor in for property pros was not too fulfilling. <laughs> not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw <Aww>. that. <laughs> I don't understand the extra that. Cash, the extra cash was nice. So that, I guess that part of it was fulfilling, but <laughs> yeah, but no, the youth ministry thing, yeah, it is exhausting sometimes, but it is worth it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a lot more fulfilling than, than construction. Um, but <laughs> definitely not on the pay end though. <laughs> yeah. There's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can understand that for sure. Uh, was the surgery for Reese? Was that for, um, for the drain and that he has? So he had a, I think it's called a VNS. Uh, so it's like where they put a device under the skin um, of his chest that has a wire that goes up his neck and wraps around a nerve. Like, I think it's in his neck towards his brain stem, and it senses seizures and shocks that nerve um, to stop it. And then, and then if, uh, if that doesn't help, then we have like a magnet that you put over top of that device and it will send like a more intense shock and stop his seizures uh, when he's having them. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Science. Heck yeah. I, science. Heck yeah. Yes. Science, See, yeah. I love that part. Sorry. I had to ask that question because I I'll love tell you surgery. What. So. I was in medic class with a, with a dude who... Matter of fact, he just finished up his PhD in neuroscience, and he was telling us Ooh. about all and these. He was in medical class as well. Yeah, so, smart guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and and this dude's twenty four years old. Oh, son of a gun. Oh my. Goodness. So he was one oh, of them he's guys. Baby. He's one of them guys that graduated high school with like, like an associate's degree already. Like uh, he's yeah. one of them like super freaking smart guys. Yep. But uh, the reason why he was in medic class is he had signed some kind of a contract thing whenever he went to to college at WVU, and he was not allowed to actually work anywhere. Like, he had to be a full-time student and couldn't work a job. 
Why was that? I do not know. I'm really not sure. So he had a break in his classes. Mm -hmm. It was like almost a year. And he's like, I had nothing else to do. So I figured I'd just become a paramedic. (laughs) Gee whiz. He was a firefighter down in Virginia. He was like a lieutenant at a fire department in Virginia. Come up here to school. And then he just, and he never studied for anything. He just cut up like all class long and he had the highest score in the class. Why do I feel like he'll be like, like West Virginia's Elon Musk or something. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's designing really, really good moonshine stills. <laughs> but like he would tell us about all those crazy advancements in, uh, in all this stuff they can do with your brain now. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. They got the whole Neuralink they're working on it, so uh, Elon Musk can sync us all up together. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing that said. If Elon Musk ever makes it where like you can just stream music directly to your brain, that hackers are going to be rickrolling everybody. That's one that we should have a rickroll on this. On our I'm going to have to get a rickroll on here. Uh, before Absolutely. We, before we get into our topic, I, I did want Talk, I've been talking to several of the listeners lately. Uh, y'all been reaching out, and uh, I've talked to couples on uh, some of you on the phone, uh, some of you over our all three of you, all three of us, because <laughs> yes. we have no listeners. <laughs> and uh, does anybody need anything from the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I really been enjoying it. I met, uh, I, I talked to John Baker. I know he was just we talked about him miss me and you did in the last podcast yes, which has not come out yet but I, I was telling him about it and uh so we were talking and he, he he told me something that that when he first listened to us he was not a fan and he, 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 he told me he thought imagine I was a cheap, that thought i was a cheap howard stern I told him, I oh, said, well, John, painful. I've got to figure out some way to work that into the show. So I don't know. Maybe we should uh, get some kind of, hey, work that into our intro or something like that. <laughs> oh, I just need to get a picture of you in a black curly-haired wig and, sun- and sunglasses, and we'll, we'll be made. Cheap power start. <laughs> I like it. Just perm your hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a big thing now. There's kids perming their hairs now, these boys. They all trying, trying to get to, curly hair. Trying to look like uh, Brian Free and Assurance from like 1987. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, or like, is it Justin Timberlake? Didn't he have curly hair too? I don't yeah. know. And then bleach, bleach tips. What if we permed our beards? <laughs> oh. <laughs> think about how. John, I can't edit, but at the same time. I do have to figure out how to make them, <laughs> how to make flow. them flow. Yeah, so I do have to figure out something here to say that make people realize. Well, we got to remember what we was talking about before Missy took us down a deep, dark yeah. path. <laughs> oh, so you're blaming on me. Blaming <laughs> on the girl that can't defend herself all the way over here. So, so honestly, I'm pretty sure after the Howard Stern joke, we went far south <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, yep, you're right, right. <laughs> you might, to be honest you might have to make that howard stern joke again <laughs> I think we should. yeah yeah we took that just, uh 
real far south, all the way way past Hope Sound. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the far south. I saw Dan Stutler. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Uh, all right, we, we better just go. <laughs> uh, John, but we're, we're going to speak. Laughing. We're going to speak now to our Church of the Week of the uh, BMC of Aliquippa, PA. <laughs> 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 Mama just mentioned BMC. Oh, oh, Missy's ratting on us. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> what wrong with your you? son is laughing. Your son is actually laughing. Is he really? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's what he's supposed to do. He must have read the church manual from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize, you I don't. Neither do I. Lord, I'm sorry for that yeah. one right there. And me with the pygmies <laughs> down in New Guinea. <laughs> I got a German. This is chaos. We're trying to talk. I got a German Shepherd dog jumping straight up and down. <laughs> John, let's try to talk. You got, I wanted to have you back on. By the way, you are, I think he tied Byron for three guest appearances, I think. is. Yep. Byron was wanting to yep. be top dog. And uh, John, you were nipping at his heels. And Byron's like, oh, no, I got to be number one. And now he's tied again. So, yeah. Tell you what. John, so we had you on uh first time we just BS'd if I remember right and told lies and stuff. And then the second time we had you on, we was talking about oh, you was on with Andrew Graham. That's what it was, right? Yep. That's yes. Who is still uh, and I'll give him another shout out. <laughs> Andrew, he's one of the guys he usually gets mentioned. He needs to sponsor us, by the way, because we are like helping him out so much with how you mentioned his name here <laughs> and everywhere. Yeah, dude. Um <laughs> Some help you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he strikes again. Uh, we were talking uh, on the last episode, Miss, about how there's usually there, there's three people that usually get one of them will be mentioned on every single episode. One of them is Natalie Edmondson with Brian Holiness, or Don mm-hmm. Van Zant, or uh-huh. uh, Andrew Graham. So there was our. That is true. We should start ringing the bell. One of their names mentioned. Andrew Graham mentioned for the week. Right. <laughs> anyway, John, you was on with him, and we talked about um, the uh, sexual abuse, you know, child abuse in the mm-hmm. conservative holiness movement. And um, I, by the way, I extremely. He, it, it was a. It was one of those interviews that I enjoyed doing, but. It was still, it was dark, you know, mm-hmm. but he was very knowledgeable on it and, and then you as well chipping in because the, the video that you put up had just come out and was really gaining some steam. So then I saw that there was a, a, a website hit my feed that you, a couple of y'all had teamed up and, and uh, started, started this website. So we wanted to bring you back on to kind of promote that because I think it's doing a good, you know, it's for a good cause. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was kind of a, uh, one of those situations where it kind of just happened. <laughs> we didn't really, uh, I mean, obviously we planned it, but we didn't plan for it to happen. It just kind of, right. Um, cause I don't think that I'd ever even met Dr. Graham. Um, yeah, I've never met him. I- you know, and, and I mean, I hadn't even talked to him. I honestly, I think maybe he was a professor on one of my online classes. I took through hope sound. Once. Ah, okay. Yeah. But to be fair, I didn't pay much attention to said glasses. So. Doc, you hear this? 
Gee whiz. Who's so, so, going uh, to business with, Andrew? Yeah, that was a waste of money. Because <laughs> I, I did not... Uh, I did not actually try. So had I tried, it probably would have been a lot shame, better. Shame, shame. Well, I guess not all of us can be uh, academics like uh, like myself. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like that do doctor do that, that he was John talking does. about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, well, I do have a doctorate degree. I, I need to put it up here somewhere. I got the, I bought one of those from the Recovering yeah. Fundamentalist. For yep. <laughs> Your honorary Dr. doctorate Sparks. degree. Doctor <laughs> Chief Howard Stern. <laughs> Phil Howard Stern Sparks. John, let's go back a little bit. Um, let's go back a little bit, John, because um, at the time at that uh, you started announcing all this stuff, uh, you know, and what had happened to you, and that uh, the old boy got caught there by by a PCI. Mm-hmm. So you were getting a lot of feedback and stuff. In um, are you still seeing a lot of that? You still. You know, is that video still gaining traction, or how's all that been? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's really gaining traction anymore. Um, according to one of the people at PCI, um, the video that they put out um, was uh, it was in the millions of views total that they got. Wow! Um, off of all the different platforms and shares and all that. Um, My goodness! Didn't Don Junior even share that? What's that? Didn't I thought somebody told me Don Junior even shared that video? Like yeah, yeah. Donald Trump Junior shared it, um, or shared maybe a clip of it. Um, and then there was multiple other. Um, I mean, honestly, it kind of started out as um, conservative news media or conservative um, people that were sharing it, but it really it ended. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Daily Mail. Yeah, which is it's not a conservative news outlet, right? Um, and I mean, they even shared um, an article about it with a link to the video and stuff. So it was and the actual video gained quite a bit of traction. But uh, <clears throat> and I think I said this in you know the last episode that I was on that that I created my own video simply because you know you've watched PCI, so you know most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most people are not gonna stick it out through much of one of those. It's, it's uh, not exactly family yeah. friendly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Um and honestly I don't watch a whole lot of them because I just get very uh righteously indignated. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I you know I don't necessarily spend a lot of time watching them anymore for that for that reason. But I need to reach out to them uh, and try to get them on because I I would I think I reached. There was a couple. Well, there's several. There's groups out there. But mm-hmm. I think I reached out to one. I don't, I don't think he responded. And YouTube's actually pretty hostile to those groups, from what I understand. But yeah, uh, yeah. What's up with that? Why? Why be hostile towards them when they're exposing pedophiles? Yeah, because well, it doesn't like, fit the agenda. Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think that a lot of times um, we have found that there's more people in, you know high up places that are involved or, um, uh-huh. you know, or at least, uh, what's the right word? I don't know the right word, but they put up with it at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little simple, yeah. Tolerant. A little tolerant. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah, the so, eight year old brides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think that that's part of, part of the reason. And then, then, you know, they always have the excuse of, well, 
you weren't actually a child, you were posing as a child. So since you were posing as a child and you aren't actually a child, they didn't actually talk to a child, you yeah. know, all of that stuff, which is crazy to me because the yes, police will do the same exact things themselves. And if they're doing it, it's okay. That's but, one of those things. I've heard that a lot because I've watched way more. After that one came out, I went on a binge watch of PCI and uh, DAP, Dads Against Predators. Uh, there mm-hmm. was DAP South Carolina. And I, and I had to stop. It, it does get depressing. But yes, it does. That that response, I never quite get that because they're like, oh, well, obviously I was talking to you. It's like, and, and that makes it better. How? Well, you know and, and I, see, I, I, have very, I have very strong feelings about law enforcement and it being uh, being considered entrapment. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like that, if if people are going to do that, it's like a prostitution sting. Right. In my opinion, that's kind of entrapment, and it's also... It feels a little weird. And I, I feel yeah. like it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a waste of resources. Because... Plus, it's really inconvenient when I have to go to court all those times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like... Um, you know, they're Gotta not, supplement that income. Yeah. <laughs> they're you know they're two consenting adults, you know, and they're just exchanging money for you know the act, and so that's why I'm like eh, I don't really uh, I don't really agree with that. But I now, so, yeah. if you're using that same tactic, basically entrapment for somebody that'll actually take the bait for a child, now that's a lot different. Yeah, it don't, it don't right. feel right because that's that's actually going to injure. A, a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. So, I know that that was that's been a big discussion um, with PCI, and I mean, I think that we said it in the in the first interview I did. But one of the ladies that um, helps out with PCI used to work with us. Her response to that is entrapment is law, what you know, law enforcement. So it's literally physically impossible for them to be entrapping anyone because they're not even law enforcement. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that for a while. Yeah. But but on the you know on the same side too like I don't even know if I would, you know, if they were law enforcement how that would be necessarily considered entrapment because you know they are choosing to you know to talk to someone they think is a minor mm-hmm. and you know they're I don't know to me they're making the conscious choice and I know, oh, yeah. you know, for PCI, and they'll say this too, that, you know, they don't, they don't start sexual conversations with these people. Right. These people start the conversation. So it's not like they're trying to get them to say something. No, they just, they add them, you know, the predators will add their profiles because they look young and, you yeah. know, they go from there. Mm-hmm. And so it's, they're really not even doing anything. What is the, uh, what's the primary platform that those guys uh, end up using? like the predators and stuff. What is it just all of them come together or is there one? Yeah. And I know like I've, I've spoken with some of the people from PCI and like, I think that there's some that are more prevalent than others. Um, but they actually wouldn't even, <laughs> wouldn't even tell me what app it was. Um, because mm. they don't, you know, they don't want people to be like, Oh, don't contact miners on this app. We got to uh, switch to a different yeah, app good type point. of thing. Yeah. But I mean, What's the one app that's out now that um, it is one of the big ones? Is it Whisper or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I've heard Whisper mentioned in some of it. Yeah, that's yeah. I've never heard. And of I like. It. I haven't either. Yeah, I've never. I've like seen people talk about it, but I've never even seen the app. But from what I understand, it's like an app where 
you know, you literally can talk to whoever, whenever you just like, um, what is it? Tinder where you swipe, you know, yeah. it's kind of, from yeah. what I understand, it's kind of similar to that. You just swipe and talk to whoever it lands on. Mm. And if you don't like talking to him, you swipe to the next person. And uh, it's just, to me, that's so weird. Like, my goodness. Uh, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, there, there was that, uh, what's it called? Like Omegaly or something like that. Omega. That was, seemed to be really, really big when everybody was quarantined mm-hmm. and it was just something where like, you know, you could just get on this thing and it would just like, it would just like randomly pair people and they would be, they would chat on webcam. Uh, yeah. And there was, there was a lot of stuff like that. You know, you just pervs on it. Yeah. It just, all yeah. of a sudden the screen pops, you want, like you scroll the next dude. And there's just some fat old man, like viciously. <laughs> Gracious! Yeah, what like, in the world? <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I didn't hear about it till yeah, it was like late last year that like I had seen stuff about that. But I've heard too. Uh, I forget who it was mentioned it. They said that Telegram is actually bad for some of that stuff too. Did you say telegrams? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just <laughs> yeah, that's what they used to do. <laughs> 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 it's weird. You have all these dots and dashes. And stuff. Stop. <laughs> Mail. Stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I knew a lot of people reached out, and then we kind of we were wanting to put some more pressure on. We did a couple episodes, but we got more to do. By the way, we's digging, y'all. <laughs> In fact, I've got. Yep. I've got. Maybe I should just say this. Maybe people can give me advice. So I've got a phone number of somebody. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Actually, let's call him right now, John. <laughs> oh, dear. So, there, there's a an episode that we've had planned for a while to do about a uh, preacher that uh, somehow uh-huh. he, uh, through a very unfortunate series of events, now finds himself in prison in Pennsylvania. But uh, like we did, so we did the episode about Kevin and Carl Halstead, and that one. I feel like it it went fairly well because I had plenty of audio and stuff to play. What the heck? The mom, mom just pulled up blue. <laughs> I thought Kevin Halstead was here to get me. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, where was I at? Good Lord. Oh, so I had all that Prison audio. in Pennsylvania. That's where you were. <laughs> I had all that audio and stuff to play to make it more interesting. Well, this one that we're working on, the only thing that there is is newspaper articles. So it's a little bit like that's going to be a little more boring. So I'm trying to find out uh, more information just to make the story more interesting. So somebody gave me a phone number with uh, that, that dog. Good Lord. Hey, get out of here. Very professional operation, John Hopkins. <laughs> somebody, somebody gave me a phone Is number. Is my house still standing? To, to call. No, no, strike forces in here tearing it apart. <laughs> Somebody gave me a phone number to call these people that knew him, like we're on good terms with him. And so I'm like, uh, I've sat on this number for like three months because I don't, how do you initiate that conversation? Like, hey, you, you know, we're, we're hey, this is Hillbilly Broadcast. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're wanting to uh, yes. do a hit piece on your buddy and just thought we'd call you up. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. So. <laughs> You can just get Samuel L. Jackson to do a voiceover of the newspaper articles for you. Do a voiceover. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's, there's mom. There's one making all the noise. 
<laughs> you, uh, do you remember the show Dragnet? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so, only the names have been changed to protect them. <laughs> we ain't going to change no names. Mom, you want a pair of headphones in here? Uh, John Hopkins, we're talking about we're talking about child molesters. <laughs> Mom wanted to go get food now. Mom wanted to get a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. wow, that sounds good. <laughs> There's a pair of headphones here if you want some, Mom. Where was I at, John? This is, this is when I've tried you, to hold this together. Man, he was at prison in Pennsylvania. We discussed this. Yeah, already. and I talked about I talked about this. Oh my lord, are you kidding me? What was that? <laughs> this is just chaos. I said the devil's fighting. I mean, <laughs> no, you was you was saying you don't know how to initiate that conversation. Yeah, how do you initiate that conversation? Somebody is is it the actual like defendant or is it a buddy? No, no, it's a it's like a, a buddy of his. Mm. Hopefully, ex buddy. Oh, from what I understand, no. Oh, well, interesting. That's why it's interesting, yes. <laughs> well, see, the, the thing is, though, it's like, okay, yeah, you're his buddy, but are you going to defend him? You know, like you should, or are you going to just be like, okay, you need to own it up and, like, say, yeah, he did it. Like, does that mean you can't be buddies anymore? Uh, that would or, make me, that, I feel like I'd put a strain on the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I'll think it over, I suppose. I mean, I just really, I just need to man up and call them and just, uh, uh, yeah, I think they, this is Hillbilly Broadcast. What'd you do? From what I understand, they're still deep in the, uh, CHM. So that's, uh, even better. Yeah. Even better. John, you guys started a, a website and, uh, you want to give us kind of an overview of that? What, what's going on there? What, what it's for and maybe who's behind it? Yeah. George Soros. uh, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, when when the whole video thing came out, um, and I started getting, you know, a ton of people sending me messages, and then, you know, the original PCI clip went viral, and then um, I shared, you know, my own personal video, mm-hmm. and it got a lot more views than I was expecting, and a lot of people, um, sending me messages and saying, Hey, this happened to me too. And this is, this happened to me within the CHM and, and all this stuff. Um, at first it was a little overwhelming, honestly. Um, but then it was like, man, this is a lot bigger problem. Um, even than than I would have thought. And, you know, I already thought it was a problem. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Problem. Um, so it's kind of like, what do I do with this information? And, and what do I, how do I make a difference? Not just, you know, you got a problem, fix it. You know, how do I make a difference? And then uh, I find myself like having uh, trouble sometimes too, because you know I'll just wind up sitting and hollering about something, but you, you know it's really not doing anything. So I understand what you're talking yeah. about. So um, then I got connected with uh, with uh, Reggie Baker, I think first. Mm-hmm. Um, she had reached out to me and and just expressed you know that she was collecting data and um, because she also saw that there was a problem and was like, I'm collecting data. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it, but I'm collecting data. Um, and then I was um, on the podcast with Dr. Graham. And I think that was the first time that I actually spoke to him. Um, and that led to a lot of conversations. I mean, even, uh, I mean, you know how it is when you record one of these, we might talk for an hour and a half and you get 30 minutes audio. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, after we had finished the podcast, we, you know, me, you and, and him and, and maybe Missy, had a good conversation and so that just led to more conversations between us and how he had already kind of been thinking about how what to do with the information and um and you know what to do with with the information that he knows just from being a counselor when you're Um, saying when you're saying that reggie was gathering data like what 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 do you mean specifically like uh getting like people's stories or what yeah so um you know as little or as much as what they wanted to share with her um you know so what denomination they were in when they were abused, um, you know, if they wanted to, they could share their name, their abuser's name. Um, but really just kind of providing a place for them to share their story, um, because that's an important part of the healing process sure. is, you know, sharing, sharing your story. And because once you share it, then you realize you're not the only person. Um, right. And, you know, that there's right. other people out there that are also struggling with, you know, with issues they've had. Um, so just kind of providing that place, but while providing that place, also collecting, you know, data to say, you know, this is actually more of a problem within the CHN than what people would think. Um, so she had already kind of been doing that. Um, and then we were brainstorming and trying to figure out what to do with the data and how, you know, how we can help. Um, and, uh, honestly, most of the credit goes to, to uh, Dr. Graham and, and Reggie, they put a lot of effort into the website. Mm. Um, I kind of just answered questions and threw out my opinion. <laughs> sure. But so essentially what the website does is it creates a place for someone to fill out a survey um, that essentially collects the same data that Reggie was already um, collecting. So um, there's some questions that are required, but a lot of questions that aren't, um, you can 
essentially put as little or as much of your story as you want. Okay. Um, So then there's like, you know, you might answer a question. And then after that question, there's a place where you can fill out, you know, details. If you want to share your story, you know, you can fill out whatever details you want. Um, And the only people that have access to those files are the three of us. No one else has access. It's password protected. Um, There's no possible way for anyone to get your, you know, info that you share on there. And I think the last question. People can feel safe then knowing that if they do decide to share their story that it's going to be held confidentially between the three of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not going to blast their story to everyone, you know. (laughs) Right. Hey, by the way. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and I think that the last, I think it might be the last question or one of the last questions, um, is, you know, how much of this information, you know, are you okay with us sharing? You know, some people are, they want to tell the story, but they want nothing said to anyone because, you know, there's people that haven't disclosed anything to anyone. And this is just that place for them to come and say, Hey, you know, this actually happened. And, and to know that we're not going to, um, blast everything. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Dr. Graham is a counselor, so he knows all about, um, not being able to say certain things and, you know, confident confidentiality. And then as a youth pastor, I'm in the same, same place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then Reggie is, um, victims advocate, same thing. You know, so we all understand that, you know, it's not, there's not a point in time when we're going to share any information that's shared with us in that capacity. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, so it provides that survey and that streamlines all of the data that Reggie was collecting. Cause she was trying to kind of <laughs> do it all, you know, herself on Excel sheets and, you know, just a lot of work. And this, this automatically puts it into demographics for us. So it'll show like, you know, this particular denomination had this many people that said, or this person, you know, they turned in so many, um, uh, I don't know, surveys saying that, you know, that something had happened to them. So, you know, uh, there's just so many different things that it provides like a pie chart for us to see. And all the statistics are right there in front of us and not having to try to figure those out. So it just kind of streamlines the process. There, I see, I've, I've filled out the survey one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got about three instances in my life that I didn't, I didn't realize you could fill it out as like many times as you've had different instances in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's what my husband was telling me. He's like, Missy, you know, you know, you can fill that out a few times. Right. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I gotta go back in and, and do a, a couple more times, but yeah, there were so many good questions on there. Um, and, and it does get personal and I, I actually, it makes you think, you know, like, why did you not say anything? Why did you say something? Um, and, and like, there's good questions on there. I, I really, I really found that really interesting whenever I was filling it out. Yeah. And then, like, you know, before you can even fill anything out, there's, like, a consent form. Um, and in that consent form basically says, like, if you start feeling uncomfortable, this starts, you know, um, activating certain thoughts or memories in your head that just are too much, like, step away from it. <laughs> Don't finish filling it out. Yeah. You can come back to it or you can not come back to it. You know, just right. because, because we obviously don't want to cause... Um, anyone to activate, you know, feelings that they, right. that they right. don't want to activate either. So let me ask you this, John, and this is a question that 
I would imagine some people listening are, are wondering what what do you think or, or what is the end goal with gathering this information? Like what what good do you think uh, do you see coming to this, or what's the general purpose of having all this this data set on file? Yeah. Um, so I I think that the purpose that we all kind of agree on is that we don't want to use this information to tear down every denomination within the conservative holiness movement. That's not our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is to, is to provide the information um, to some of those denominations, you know, if they are willing to sit down and talk to us, um, you know, that's probably not going to be the case with everyone. Um, <clears throat> but at some point, once we have enough data, um, you know, you don't want to go in with, well, five people filled out a survey and, <laughs> Right. So, um, you know, so once we have enough data to be able to provide, um, provide that data to, you know, to the nomination, be like, Hey, like you probably don't even know this, but you know, the 20% of these incidents happened within your denomination or, you know, whatever. And, and how can we help you, you know, what resources can we provide for you? What classes can we help you get involved in? Um, right. That will help, you know, that will that will help you know what to do with this information and not just, you know, we're going to blast this all over everything. So everyone knows your denomination is full of child molesters. That's, that's not at all. the goal. Right. Right. Um, you know, so and then the website also like we we have resources already on there. That's a continual process that we're going to be continually updating and adding things and, you know, probably at some point removing things. Um, just providing resources for people that books to read, websites to go to, um, you know, how to articles on how to report um, sexual abuse if it happens. Um, uh, Dr. Graham even has the sermon. I think it's on there right now. The sermon um, that he that he preached, or I guess more so the information that he provided. Hmm. Um, and I think even in in an audio file and on a, in a written file, um, severely edited, um, because obviously you don't want to share um, too much um, in a place that that kids can access it. So he pre- um, he he was able to preach this to like a group of people. He, he, like it's a it's a talk he gave or something like that. Yeah. So um, he was able to um, speak at a. Um, at a family camp, okay, and um, obviously to to only adults, um, right? But able to kind of address the issue um, and give some information, some um, ways to deal with it, um, and you know, and and it went well. <laughs> Good. I don't think that necessarily. Um, I don't think that I expected that it would go as, as well for him as it did. Um, we, we were all praying for him that night, but yeah. you know, just because that's what we want to do. We don't want to go in places and be like, this is your problem and you're, you know, horrible people. And, you know, we do want to see a difference. You know, you can, you can see a problem as much as you want, but until you try to help fix that problem, um, you know, really there's, you're not really doing anything. And so right. that's kind of our goal is we want to, we want to try to help fix the problem um, and, and provide those resources for people. What, what, let me ask you this. Okay. And this is going to probably be an interesting 
thing for the future, but I would really, really like to see, um, the, your website and in, in the group, what, what are you calling it? I just want to, uh, CHM two. Okay. And that's a, that's a twist on the me too. Uh, yeah. Movement, so right? I love that. Yeah, okay. so I like that. We have, we have a lot of conversations about whether or not we should uh, use that particular phrasing. But in the end, uh-huh. um, in the end, it seemed like it's short, concise, to the point, mm-hmm. tells everything that needs to be said in basically six letters. Yes, indeed. Because um, we're talking about yeah. the conservative holiness movement, the way that you know most of us were raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not all of us are still, I guess, technically in that, but <laughs> all of us still have family somewhere on the line that are, yes. um, or people that we care about, um, and. Then obviously the twist on the Me Too movement from a few years ago. Right. Um, so it's, okay. it's it's obvious that it's about sexual um, crime or sexual right. abuse, whatever you want to call it, um, because you connect it automatically with the Me Too movement. Sure. And it's obvious that it's about yeah, the fact that it also exa- exists within the CHM. So that's kind of why we went. I love okay. It. So I would love for you guys, the CHM2, to be able to have a booth there set up <laughs> at different locations. I Sorry. really would. No, listen, mm-hmm. listen, because this would be able to call um, attention to anything. Anybody would be able to get resources and information. Um mm-hmm. Because not everybody's going to be able to have Wi-Fi or internet access, but they would be able to have a phone number that they could call or, you know, someone like that. That would be a really good way to resources if they need to get a hold of Dr. Graham or need to get a hold of you or Reggie. Um, like there's so many different things that would be really, really good for you guys to be able to reach out to people that are, and be there as a resource for them. I'm so, let me explain myself real quick. So, Miss, I think that's a great idea. The reason you heard me laugh, I is there any place that that would be accepted? I think that maybe eventually, maybe eventually, um, it could get to that point. Um, I think that it probably um, would, at least at first, maybe be perceived as an attack. Um, yeah, you're you know, probably as, right. As an, as an attack on the holiness movement, which is not at all what we want it to be or how we want it to be perceived. Sure. Um, but I think, right. I think that it'll yeah. take some time to get there. Um, and that's, you know, we hope that that will happen. Um, not, you know, not a guarantee that it will, but we hope that it would happen, that we would be able to get into some places like that. And, well, and, if uh, I could say something there too. So it's no, it's no secret that I, uh, you know, me and the, and the conservative holiness movement in general, have our differences. But on something like this, I feel like uh, this is even so far above like uh, religious differences or whatever. And, and I like what you said, John, about how this is not about tearing down these denominations and stuff like that. It's it's about, let's just try to fix this problem. Then, absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, then we can go to, back to arguing about what the you know, Bible interpretations. I, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, mm-hmm. let's get right. this fixed. Uh, this is not some kind of attack by you know somebody like me or or by John Hopkins or Andrew Graham or or uh, Reggie Baker. This is let's fix this problem, you know. And I hope that they I hope that they take it that way. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, there's there's literally no possible way that we can completely fix the problem. There's because human sure. nature is human nature, sin and sin, and it, it exists. That's just unfortunate mm-hmm. side of 
human nature. But, but, you know, we hope to bring awareness and to make it a normalized conversation, Yes, you know, that, that it's not a taboo thing to talk about. Um, and that, you know, understanding the fact that if it exists within your church or if it exists within your denomination or at your camp or, you know, at your Bible college or at your Christian school, whatever the circumstance might be, but that doesn't mean that that thing is a horrible thing. You know, right. that that organization is a horrible organization. No, it means that that organization has someone who's committed a horrible sin or a horrible crime mm-hmm. within that organization. And, you know, and I think for too long that that's been kind of the understanding is like, well, if they find out that this person within our denomination did this, then no one's going to want to come around here. Like, I don't feel like that should be. No, maybe you're right. Maybe it would be uh, the initial, the initial thought, I guess. But, but, you know, to have those things in place where, um, you know, instead of we, no one wants to come around here because this happened, have something in place where, hey, this is how we're dealing with this. We're taking the proper right. steps to make sure right. that this doesn't happen again. And I am much more prone to, um, go to something like that where I know that, you know, we're taking the proper steps to, you know, to fix this, then, Hey, we're just ignoring that this evening. 100%. Exists. Exactly. And that's what I was meaning. Like whenever you have a booth there stating like, this is what, um, like offering ways to help prevent this from happening ever again, um, offering advice, but like, you know, do background checks on your people who are coming to, um, the campground like there's a lot of things like you know how we've kind of set something in motion I'm, I'm not I say we as a group um because you know not everybody wants to be talking about child abuse but the ones that are are wanting to make a difference and that's that's where your guys's website is going to be so helpful because you can be like hey this is how we can like help you out and like call attention to this and be like hey we are trying to make a difference and by being at camps or youth conventions or churches where um where they have a good group of people, these are children's lives that are being affected. Like it would be right. a good place to be able to make a difference, in my personal opinion, because camps are where a lot of victims are made. I hate to say it. So just to, I guess to, I think I've shared some of this with Phil, but um, this year after the video um, that I made came out and after the um, whole sting that PCI did came out, um, I had, I want to say, I don't know, three or four different, um, organizations or camps, um, reach out to me and say, Hey, just letting you know that this is the things we're starting to put into place. We're, we're having conversations about, you know, what can we do? We're starting to require background checks for, really? you know, all Bible college oh. students that come and, you know, travel with PR or, we're requiring all of our staff members to be, um, you know, to go through this class or, uh, and have background yeah. checks or, and so there's, I feel like that, um, my initial thought was that there was going to be a lot of negative kickback and there really wasn't. Um, and I would say that probably the most kickback that I got was obviously other victims stepping forward and saying, Hey, this happened to me too. But mm-hmm. all the, the next thing, I guess, the next biggest thing that came from it was that um, that some places already had stuff set in motion, 
Um, but other places started those things in motion um, after this, you know, happened saying, Hey, like we, we probably need to um, make sure that our place where we're having camp or youth convention or whatever is safer. And we need to have conversations about how can we make it safer. And so I feel like that yes. there's already been some positive steps taken that is um, great to by, hear. you know, I haven't heard from every single denomination and every single youth camp and camp and youth convention. I'm not saying that, but I have heard from, you know, like I said, three or four and some of them, like one in particular, like being very, very proactive and like, they're making every staff member um, take a series of classes and the president of their youth camp is like um, become like a trainer for this particular um uh, website or whatever that they're going through and requiring background checks and like taking everything very seriously. Now it was this, is this a direct result of, of you coming forward, John, or they already put this in motion? So I am 99.9% sure that they already had some things in motion. Okay. Um, which is even more encouraging to me. Sure. Sure. It is. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I had, when I was told that I was like, man, that's, to me, that is such a big thing. Yep. Like, I might not even agree with everything that, you know, like you said, there might not be everything I agree with standard-wise sure. or whatever. But, like, I'm like, man, I would take my kids to a youth camp like this uh, yeah. because they're taking so many precautions to try to protect my, you know, I say my kids, but, you know, I mean my teens. They're taking so many precautions to, you know, to try to protect my youth group when I, you know, if I were to take my youth group there. Right. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, the, the, to me, that that makes a really big impression and should, in my opinion, make a big impression on, you know, everyone within those circles that, hey, this, this you know, youth camp's doing this or this youth convention's doing this or this family camp decided to, you know, make these changes. Yes. Okay, I feel like that, that everyone should be like, oh, I like this. This is making it a safer place for us. Well, one thing I'm hoping happens too is that once it's get, it becomes known that these certain parts of the holiness movement are doing this, it should make it a little easier for the rest of them because, you know, <laughs> realize, okay, well, there's, it's okay to do this. It's not like it's something weird or something different because there's other people in our movement doing it. Make it a little easier for them and to And it's not step like you're bad-mouthing them either. Right. It's not like you're bad-mouthing them either. You are just protecting. You're going at a little extra step here to make sure that our kids are safe. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but I definitely, I would support that 100%. Because, you know, yep. if, if I knew someone was going to go the extra mile to make sure that my son was safe, absolutely. But let's, let's talk about that. Make sure our babies are safe. There's yeah. nothing wrong in making sure our children are okay at the end of the night whenever they lay their heads down. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that so. the, the, probably the, the biggest impression that, you know, that that particular youth camp um, made on me was that what they're doing is costing a lot of money. It's taking a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. You know, they're actually, they're putting forth a lot to make sure that this happens. That is great. Um, you know, and, and I was like, man, I'd be happy with some background check. I mean, not completely happy, but you know what I'm saying? I would, I would like the progress of, Hey, we're, yeah. we're making sure Good there's background step. checks yeah. and, yeah. and we're, you know, checking up on this or that, or we're having conversations or whatever. Like this is the progressions we're starting to make. And this, this youth camp was like, Oh no, like we're doing everything. <laughs> that's great. And uh, Good. so, Wonderful. I mean, and, and obviously still, that's not going to stop everything. I'm, 
Right. Uh, we have to understand that. But but the fact that they're taking every precaution they can possibly think of, um, you know, that to me as a survivor meant a lot. But also as a parent and as a youth pastor, you know, that that means a lot to me that they would take that that seriously. Absolutely. Right. And John, if you don't mind, we we can take this out if you want to. Um, But, you know, what response did you receive when it came to your own instances of, you know, saying, hey, this happened to me? I heard something pretty bad, like a bad comment was made. And uh, I I, do you want to address that? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind addressing it. So we can take and, it out. You don't, you don't have to. Hit, we, we can take it out if you want, John. That's completely up to you. No, I, I don't. I, I don't mind you leaving it in. It. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind you leaving it in. Um, so I think, in general, the response that I got was mainly one of two things: either, um, you know, hey, this has happened to me, or this has happened to a family member, or you know, some type of positive feedback of like, hey. You know, I really appreciate you saying this or whatever. Um, and then the flip side of it was people that I that I think felt like, you know, well, why would you make? Are you just doing this because you want to be seen, yeah. or um, you know, just kind of like ignoring ignoring the fact that it happened or whatever? And I mean, I don't, honestly, that I don't care. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there was there was you know some comments made about you know, um, maybe how to, how do I want to say it? That, that, you know, I, I made too big of a deal about it or, um, whatever. Mm. And honestly, I mean, in the end, I really don't care. That's somebody's opinion. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my goal, my goal wasn't for, you know, me to make a viral video that every, you know, half of the population of the United States saw at some point or an article about it. I mean, first off, if you listen to anything that anybody like, you know, clipped it down to make the, you know, what, however it was long it was two hour video or whatever, you know, to make it to where people would actually watch it in their news story, whatever. I'm never in any of those. <laughs> it's not, I did not get suddenly famous from, from right. being in this video. And, you know, in my video that I, that I made, like had, I don't know, 5,000 views or something. Mm -hmm. It's not like I suddenly became famous overnight and that's why I did this. Like, you know, this was probably honestly one of the hardest things I did in my entire life. And it wasn't, I I didn't choose to do it to become famous. I chose to do it because Mm -hmm. I wanted to see, or to make a big deal about it. I did it because I want to see change. I don't want this continual cycle of, you know, kids getting abused people sweeping it under the rug or acting like it never happened. Like, I, I don't want that. I, I want better for my kids and I want better for all my nieces and nephews that are, you know, in the conservative holiness movement. Um, you know, all of my cousins that are in the holiness movement, you know, I want better for them. I don't want them to, to feel like they can't talk about it or that yes. no one's going to care if they do. Yep. Right. 100%. And like Jesus said, whatever you do to any of these children, you know, you do it to him. So we need to be protecting our children. And there's there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong in wanting to protect our babies. Absolutely. John, I have a, a 
Probably one final question here in closing, and this is this is a big one for me. Did we get the scoop on Grace story or not? Is what I want to know. <laughs> you did. You beat it. Heck yes. We. Got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be on uh, Grace story. I think it's Tuesday. Heck I yeah. It's Tuesday. I like those people over there. They they put some good stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, they, but of course, yeah. we still want to beat him to the story, so we do. <laughs> he got scooped by a cheap Howard Stern. How about that? <laughs> right. Absolutely. You just remember your loyalties where they lie. <laughs> John, um, yep. the website, you want to give us a website again? And it's, it's got, so you've, it's got resources uh, mm-hmm. for people if, if they're struggling with this, if something's happened. It's also got the, um, we're, to tell your story, to kind of add to this uh, collection of data that y'all putting together, to uh, mm-hmm. hopefully be of some use in the future. Yeah, so it's c h m t o o dot com, c h m two dot com, c h m two dot com. I like it. It's uh, I've looked at it. It looks great, by the way. Uh, y'all, y'all made it re- look really, really nice. Looks wonderful. Let's be fair. Dr. Graham made it look really, really nice. The doctor. <laughs> and and uh, Reggie put her creative input, and I said, yep, looks good, man. There's the Dr. Graham bell again. Absolutely. I believe in giving credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Give that yes. credit. We need to make sure we put that on the website. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll share the link to it as well in the, in yep. the podcast description. Yep. Absolutely. Our social pages and so on and so forth. Uh, really want to push this as much as we possibly can. John, thanks for coming on again, man. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. I mean, we might as well get you on for another one at some point so you can really beat Byron. This one. That's right. That's my goal is to beat Byron. <laughs> got to be old Byron. You got it. I think Byron wants to come on and argue with Kanan about Dave Ramsey. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be involved in that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see what people think. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, if you want to write to us, it's uh, hillbillybroadcastal.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't know. I think that'll do it. I love you all, and Jesus loves you. We'll see you next time. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 